2: Welcome back to Pod Sauce. I'm Dax Holt. I am Alicia Renee. Alright, we got a big one right now. I'm excited. Leesh. I am too.
0: I am too. I feel like I've known her for eternity because our mutual friend Charlemagne the God speaks about her all the time and her comedy and has bigged her up.
2: Absolutely. Flame Monroe. She has a podcast called Laugh and Learn. It is blowing up, going up the charts.
0: Welcome to the show, Flame. Well, hello. Thank you guys for having me,
2: Pawsong. <laughs> I'm feeling th- the energy already. You know, I know when it's going to be a good interview when you feel the energy through the screen. I'm
0: out the gate swinging. You know, I w- first, I want to say, Flame, one of the things that I was talking to uh, one of our executive producers uh, earlier about it. Um, this is one-, one of the things that I love most about your comedy, and I think people will l- love about your podcast. Live, uh, sorry, laugh and learn, is because someone who is an advocate to the LGBTQ plus community, but still a visitor, can feel like they can listen to, talk back to the podcast, and ask questions, and not feel shamed or um, vilified because you don't know. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Tell me Mm -hmm. about what you want people to take away. The biggest overarching thing you want people to take away from your podcast?
3: Um, I want you to come to learn. Yeah, and in the process of teaching you, as a student, when I was a ch- ch- when I was in school, the teachers that were the most fun, I always remember that I learned the most from. Yeah. So when you teach and you make it easy and you can laugh with it, it just makes you receive it better. And it might be ooh hard to hear, or painful to hear, but when you can laugh with the person who's teaching you it's just easier to take into your DNA. So I just, that was always my philosophy. The teachers that were fun, I I, I learned more, I was smarter with. So I figured if I was gonna teach people or help people to understand my lifestyle and who I am or what I do, let's laugh while doing it. And and in the process, if you think you're laughing at me, you're actually not laughing at me. You're laughing with me because I'm teaching you. What? I'm actually laughing
0: at you because you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you should know. Um, you know, I didn't want to come out the gate swinging, but since you brought it up, we'll circle back to it in the vein of teaching. Uh, you've been recently in the news with TMZ uh, defending Dave Chappelle. Because I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm yes, honey. Ass- baby. <laughs> <laughs> What is it that you think people are missing either within the trans community or even uh, as someone who uh, is, is an outside who is outside the LGBTQ+ community? What is it that you think they're missing that Dave was trying to say?
3: I think that they missed that Dave evolved in that special. If you go back a couple of his specials, Dave have said it's a very harsh thing towards the LGBT community, jokingly and fun. But if you listen to him in this last special, the Closer, he talked about how he talked about some different things before, and at the end of the special, the brokenhearted and compassion in his voice when he talked about his friend, who happened to be transgender, white, a stand-up comedian, and a dad. I'm, we are everything, everything that she was. I am, mm-hmm. except for being white and I'm not a friend of Dave Chappelle's but when he spoke about his friend and addressed her as she you can hear the involvement in his voice because had he been transphobic or or homophobic he would have never addressed this transgender woman as she he would have never called her his friend and he would have never given her the opportunity that he gave her because of course he was transgender And he did say that she bombed for 45 minutes but that was funny too but that was his friend they didn't hear the heartbreak in his voice. And I hate that the bullies became, the victims became the bullies. And this woman, and 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 it's what Daya said. She may have had some other underlying issues, but her community turned on her. Our community turned on her, and she couldn't handle it, and she committed suicide. Now, I may she rest in peace. Her name was Daphne, and I hope she rests in peace. I'm praying for her daughter, but that's not my DNA. So when y'all want to come at me. Not only do I know Pookie and Ray Ray them, I used to be them. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: not Pookie, Pookie, Ray Ray, and them. And them, no, and them. And them. And, and them. them. And them. Them. N-E-M. Dem. Dem. Oh, <laughs> oh, you, you, so you're not even going to put that D there, you just going to take the D off, no. huh? And, and That's what, that's that lets you know how
3: ignorant it is, because not only do I know them, I
0: used to be them. It's not even so ignorant. You, you got to say ignorant, flame. You got to say ignorant. It's not even ignorant. Ign- that's how ignorant. I-G-N-A-N-T, ignorant.
2: <laughs> do you feel that you know I, I feel there's a lot of comics that are criticized on a daily basis yeah. for their comedy you being a comic is it a hard time in our, our society to be a comic
3: oh my god absolutely and what dave chappelle did was let everybody know that you will not censor us mm-hmm. you we are the comics of yesteryear we are not mm-hmm. a dying breed and when i say that red fox richard Pryor dick gregory george carlin lenny bruce so many were allowed to say how they felt when they felt because the social consciousness The social consciousness of comics should be to talk about things that are uncomfortable for you to say. We should talk about racism openly. We should be able to talk about fat, skinny, black, white, short, funny looking, bad clothing in a joking way. And why would you come to a comedy club knowing that if you got big hair or if you're a big person, you might get picked on. And then you're going to come and get overly sensitive about your feelings. Absolutely not. As a comic I had to stand up for the comedians because I will not be censored. As a trans woman, I want to be uh, treated fairly and as a black person because I am pro black. That does not make me anti anything else and I will hope that whatever nationality you identify as so that you are that you are pro that nationality and not make you anti anything else. But I'm pro black. I can have the trans, I can have the comedy. I can't hide this black and
0: don't want to. Do you feel with wearing all those hats, uh, playing that you find yourself in a position where, in a situation where um, you have to figure out which one, which battle you're gonna lead with first. And that's in regards to being a comedian, being a trans woman, but being also a black woman. Like, Do you feel that there's a space where you kind of have to say, okay, this is the battle I'm taking on today first and this is why, or? Yes,
3: I do. I definitely believe that, but here's the thing. No one person can speak for any complete group. So I couldn't speak for all black men or black trans women. Mm -hmm. I couldn't speak for all trans people. I can't even speak for all comics. What I can do is stand in my truth live in my conviction and speak the way i want to speak no one will change me or dismay me if you want to teach me something and you come to the table with your hands open and willing to give it to me i'll listen to you and if it's worth me learning i'll listen to it to learn but if you come with your fist balled up and angry and disgruntled all we're going to do is go back and forth that's it no one person can speak for an entire group i could not but if I had to say that, yes, I'm going to defend the comics because I work as a comedian and I work mainstream as a comedian. I don't work in the LGBT circle because yeah. my comedy is not built for LGBT. My comedy is universal. Um, as a black person, of course, I see everything that's going on. I have so many people over to interview me, all these coalitions and black this and black that. But I ain't hear from y'all when Breonna Taylor was shining her being. I damn sure didn't hear from y'all when George Floyd had a knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Now you think I want to talk to you about being transgender and Dave Chappelle? Absolutely not.
2: So it's my choice. Absolutely not. No, Mic I, drop right there. No, but
0: I feel like and, and I, that's one of the things as a comedic actress, but also as a woman of color, you know, uh, when I was that's one of the things that you feel like, OK, well, which which one am I going to lead through the door first? You obviously want to represent all of the things that make up you. But then you yes. also have to take stock and inventory in when it came to the Me Too movement. White right? women didn't have our back. You know, it, it, it was kind of, you know, rele- relegated towards if it just served the cis white woman, you know, not the the, the atrocities that happen within the LGBTQ plus as, you know, LGBTQ plus women of color, black women, like, so you do find yourself in a space of, you kind of go back to the communities that support you, even though obviously as one of the most forefront comedians who happens to also be a trans woman, you found yourself in spaces where, well, these, my very own community didn't support me. So, you know, I'm gonna go in these spaces yeah. That are giving me a voice and a platform. And, and, and no one asked
3: me. No one asked me. Yeah. You know, I, the, the problem is, is because you're part of a, com- a community or a demographic that as soon as you get a little shine, you are automatically slated to be the spokesperson or slated to be the one that you're the oh, you're the icon. You no, I'm not. I never signed up to be that that was never a dream of mine I never aspired to be the advocate or the spokesperson for the trans community so, or that the gay so community. you
0: don't want to take on flame because and, and I will not
3: okay to I don't even want the responsibility of it but I do want people who will speak like me and for me and who believe in what I believe in to be on that who who is passionate about it I'm not passionate about it. my goal is to host the Oscars Grammy's Emmys Tony's Oscars gabn abN and even the Glad awards I am an MC because I am so comfortable being me that i allow you to be comfortable around me because that's who i am so i look at it like if if i'm a transgender person or i identify as gay whatever and you've never been around a person like me, I'm such a cool person that when you get a chance to actually be around me, my energy transfers to you, you are like, you know what, Flame is cool as a fan. Maybe the next person that I meet that's kind of like, <laughs> or looks a little different from me, they might be as cool. Now it won't happen, no one is as cool as <laughs> me.
0: Just, but, just to be clear.
3: <laughs> but you might at least take the time to say, hey, what's your name? How are you? As opposed yeah. to just like, oh, I don't want to be around that because I have made it that much easier letting down the wall between us and them. Ask me what I want to do, but don't naturally put me in a position to say you're the spokesperson. You know, I almost got kicked off day ready because of this same thing. Really? Yeah. One of the producers wanted me to be, you could be the spokesperson, you could be the
0: face. Ask me what I want to do. Thanks. That's not what I want to do. You know what it I sounds like. Be well, because you know what it sounds like, Flame? Sorry. You know what no. it sounds like? It sounds like, and I and let me know if I'm not saying this correctly, but I'm pretty sure you could tell my heart thus far, you know. Um, It sounds like you just want people to know you just you're a comedian. That's first, and you just happen to be a trans woman. But when you put that, I always
3: start off my comedy with that. I am a comedian that happens to be transgender. Because if I wasn't transgender, if that wasn't in me, I would still be a comic. I just would look like
0: like yeah, because it kind of sounds like if if they put that before you being a comedian, it's like it qualifies. Okay, well this is why we have to make her special because it's this caveat versus like no. That's my normal life. That's my normal space. Exactly. I'm just, exactly. I'm a, am, am I hearing you correctly? And how? Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
3: Exa- and I thank you for hearing exactly what I see. Okay. You know, I want to. That's wanna, what happened with Dave Chappelle's special. They didn't hear.
0: They didn't what hear. He yeah. Hear.
2: yeah. Okay. Well, and I want to go to that because what what has the reaction been online? Because your support, I feel like, deserves more support. So I'm I'm interested. Are you are you getting a lot of feedback from people out there saying, "Good for you for speaking up and supporting," him? because I feel like. Sometimes when it's, you know, you have all these, this negative emotion being poured onto him, someone standing up, that is, that is a really positive thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what's the reaction been like online for you? I am
3: getting fantastic love from, from, the, from the comedy community. They are, they are loving that I, because I haven't reached the plateau of where I'm afraid to speak up for uh, for comedians because everything will be snatched away. So since I'm not there, it's easier for me to speak because there's a mm-hmm. lot of comedians who have reached that plateau but won't say anything and know what's happening to a comedians that are on the rise like myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a lot of love from my com- from my fellow constituents, my other comedian friends, a lot of the gay community. I'm getting a lot of love and support from some, but then I'm being dragged in the tabloids and being dragged on social. media about my community the victims have turned into the bullies the difference is I'm the biggest bully on the internet. You won't shake <laughs> or break. Play, no. Fifty you
0: Cent cannot. got nothing. Fifty <laughs> Cent got nothing on you. Is what you are saying? This is West Side <laughs> Chicago all day. West Side coming in. The, the, ori- the
3: original,
0: the original G Unit.
3: Baby, <laughs> you have no idea. Not only I told you, not only did I used to be Pookie right now. I used to sleep with all them players. They all
0: know. Me. <laughs> come on now, <laughs> come on. You know what I think the difference is because this is this is what I would like because I agree. You take the F word out of it because I personally and and again I can't tell some. One, uh, what they should or shouldn't say within their own community i personally don't like the f-bomb um, and you know you guys know what i'm referring to but and you were very clear when you said remove that from it everything else there's truth in what he was saying and we have to figure out and again i'm a visitor so you know any of our listeners who are listening that are Girl, LG, me out, me well, well hey listen I, I, I still gotta qualify what i'm saying because sis needs a job okay So anyone within the LGBTQ plus community understand that I am saying this as an advocate, but yes, I am a visitor. So I hope I say this with love and respect. Um, But what you were saying was if you take that part out of it and you listen to the humanity that he has for Daphne, who is no longer with us and what he is saying and how he's trying to say it, then we can have conversations. But when you vilify and if the goal is to normalize, And again, I say that aspect with respect. If the goal is to normalize trans men and trans women and anyone within the LGBTQ plus community, you have to be willing to get these jokes off like everybody else and get these jokes like everybody else. If it's not said from a place of malice. And you're saying that's not at all what he, the angle is yeah. coming and, from. And
3: the master craftsman to me of a great comedian. Wait, did I say that right? Men-
0: did I say that right? Plane?
3: Yeah. OK. Yes. And the master craftsman of a good comedian to me or a great comedian is to dismantle yourself publicly in front of an audience. Because if you see me take me apart in front of you, it's gonna be so much easier for me to take you apart because I've already been, I've showed you all my vulnerabilities. I've told you everything bad about me and good about me. So when I come and play with you, it should be a little easier because guess what I did first? I started with me. They they keep saying he's racist, he's homophobic. He, he attacked white people and Jewish people like you wouldn't believe in this special, and it was hilarious. But all comics start with their own nationality. Joe Coy, Filipino, tears the Filipino community up, and it's hilarious. Margaret Cho, Asian, destroys the Asian community. Chelsea Handler is Jewish. She destroys the Jewish community. Nobody is in an uproar. Black comedians destroy the black comedians, and it's only us that are in an uproar because we are telling the truth on ourselves. I met a little Mexican, uh, comedian, a couple of weeks ago at Laugh Factory. his name is Jose Raymond. Hilarious! He destroyed the Mexicans, and it was the most brilliant comedy I've ever seen. To me, when you let down that I'm unafraid because I'm going to give it all to you, I'm going to leave it all right here. When I come after you to attack you, it makes it so much easier for you to intake into your DNA. And a lot of comics don't get that they get up there and they go on to attack, 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 attack you first. It makes it easier for me to come after you and play with you, not attack you. Play with you, make you laugh with me and at me, because I'm gonna make you laugh
2: at you. <laughs> that was brilliant to me. He's a brilliant man, <laughs> and I've never met. I ain't never met Dave Chappelle. Mm. Well, enough about Dave Chappelle. Let's talk about you and your podcast because that is why hey, you're on here.
1: Laugh and laugh. Your
2: podcast.
1: Plays
0: my <laughs> <laughs> is that the jingle? Tell me that's the jingle.
3: <laughs> that's the jingle? <laughs> your Ishii-wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
3: my, that's my preferred pronoun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? It's so funny you say that because that's one of the things that we wanted to clarify, um, you know, first, your preferred pronoun when you. But that's that's how I knew of you from your. Uh, one of your earlier jokes of he, she, we, uh, she gets the check, he cashes it and we spend it. He, no, he cash the check, she, she makes the, the check. money, we spend it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> she gets uh, the money, don't, he, he cashes no the check. He just signed the check. Okay. <laughs> so in saying that, do you feel that there's a degree why some people within the trans community, uh, have a hard time letting you and not, and you've made it very clear that you're not, you're not trying to speak for the trans community. You're just a comedian yeah. who happens to be a part of the trans world. But why yeah. there why there tends to be so much contention at times because there's that caveat of the he that you still bring into your stand up versus full she.
3: Yeah, I, I do think that. But here's the thing, um, Alicia, I can't hear the bell in your head. OK, I can't hear the bell in that head and y'all can't hear the beat in my head. Everyone needs to dance to their own beat, and we can all dance on the dance floor, but don't get, try to give me the dance to your beat when I can't hear the beat in your head. People are not listening to the beat in their own head, so busy trying to listen to the beat in somebody else's head. I only hear my beat, and if it works and it, if it works in the same capacity, great. What we need to understand is that no one is ever going to always get along. I, I live in an all-Caucasian community, all <laughs> and, and they always say, oh, people don't like each other because of color. It's my two white neighbors that live next door to me, both the same color, can't stand each other. Not because the <laughs> they can't stand each other.
2: That's
3: it. But they both friends of me, and once they went the the one, hugs. I want to tell it, but I'm oh, really oh.
2: not. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, That's the the- oh! That's the real
2: thing. Hold on, real let real me egg. sip that tea right here. <laughs> That's the real thing. It egg. is piping hot I'm today.
3: Hot. <laughs> so I'm, what I'm saying is that we got to stop judging people of their color, or to stop judging. I'm not going to listen my Hebrew preferred pronoun is because the community has came after me and turned on me because I don't speak the words and the language that they want me to speak I speak the words and language that I speak because that's what I'm comfortable with Mm. if they want if we want to ever amend us the trans community the gay community with the heterosexual community we have to start standing fair-minded equal people to the table who look and think like us that are not combative or argumentative or disgruntled, but we keep sending the angriest on the planet to the table (laughs) to speak for us and there is never a resolve. The, the, I, I, in fairness, the heterosexual pe- community will send people who really want to learn and understand. Yeah. Without acceptance and understanding, we are never going to get past where we are. But the acceptance needs to start in the LGBT community. See, everybody want to talk about, oh, we want inclusion. We want to be included. We want, baby, do you know how broken the LGBTQIA community is? Mm. Because on the front, there's a rainbow flag. But on the back of that picture, there are potholes and cracks. And racism and sexism and ageism and classism and we ain't fix that in our community while we asking y'all to bring out
0: to y'all and the funny thing is that's the most norm that's that's the most normal and common thread even with people outside of the lgbtq plus community more specifically as someone who is of color we get that there's colorism there's ageism you know there is sexism within the african-american community it's all the same parallel you and know in the lgbtqia plus community the trans community that tr- all of the trans community are
3: at the bottom of the ocean mm. we're not even on the pole we are at the bottom of the ocean they pull us out when they need
2: us mm. well you know i wanted to ask with your podcast because you are educating so many people on different levels you know what is the one thing that you hear as feedback that people are learning from your podcast that's good d
3: in my on my platform most biological women, because I don't use the term cisgender because most of the biological women in my life that I know does, do not like that term at all. So, respectfully, I will always hold the biological woman in high regard because no matter who you are or what color you are, what size you are, everyone came through a biological woman's birth canal so i understand what a biological woman is to me and what she, the capacity that she means in my life and understand as a trans woman i did not learn how to be a girl or feminine or be a woman watching somebody like you dax i learned by watching somebody like alicia and the trans community won't respect 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 in order to get respect you have to respect biological women because from the land in a, a um silence of the land we covet what we see we as young trans women when we were young gay boys and or young gay trans men when they were young girls watch their mother or their fathers that's how or their uncles that's how you learn you see somebody and you emulate that and that's not discrediting trans women at all but a trans woman and a biological woman are two very different women and when i say that i'm not just talking about the gender, the sex organ. I'm talking about a man and a, a man's heart and mind will never be the same as a woman's heart and mind. A woman thinks very differently from a man, and I say that because I have been the husband and the wife in the same <laughs> life, and I have never been a biological woman, but I have relationships with biological women, so I know what the what the emotions are. I know what. Where, how to push? And I know the loyalty of a biological woman as opposed to a biological man, because a woman will stay in it way longer than she's supposed to when she knows she should have been got out. because of her devotion, because of her love, because of her children or her stature, she stays. When a man will say, "I'm going to get a local breed and never come
2: home. (laughs) (laughs) I love the adjustment.
0: She said, "Not one wrong thing." I'm like, uh, "So flame." <laughs> Only for the sake of time, you know. I want to hurry up and get your because uh, this is a podcast discovery show, and whatever you're listening to, I want our listeners to get into it. What are your uh, top three podcasts that you feel like people need to check out outside of obviously laugh and learn? <laughs>
3: Well, of course, laugh and learn is always gonna be number one. All day, honey. <laughs> my partner Lauren Hogan. Let me give a shout out to my partner Lauren Hogan. And then, uh, of course, I listen to Charlemagne, uh, uh, the guy. But you know, I'm gonna blow some people's mind right now because I'm a big advocate of listening to uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay. 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 He has a podcast. He to- has a podcast. No, no, no. But I listen to his teaching. Okay okay
1: uh-huh.
3: okay I listen to a lot of his teachings um, and I listen to as a black person as a because I want to say a black man but as a black person a lot of times we get so caught up and it's, everything is so superficial and I love to know who I am mm. as opposed to what I identify as I want to know who I am in my spirit and the measure of a man to me has nothing to do with what he looks like his shape his it is his involvement in his family, his loyalty to his children, his devotion to his wife. And a lot of them miss that. You know, I, I do believe that it's a man's place to covet his family and take care of his family. And what a man is supposed to look like, nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. A man looks like how he feels. The response. I teach my son. I have an 18 year old son that has a full ride to Tennessee State University. Yeah, come on now.
0: Come on now.
3: I teach my son the first the first law of being a man is to be responsible. You have to be responsible for everything that you do, sir, good and bad. And I've been teaching him that since he was two years old. I, I think that I, I listen to um, that because I want to know, and I and I love that he. They always say that he's racist. He tears down black people, but he doesn't. He reminds us. He tears down white people, but he reminds us black people of who we are. He reminds us of who we are, because a lot of us have forgotten. Internet has killed it all. this hmm. cancel culture is crazy. They just lazy. That's all. They lazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I like I, That's why I like when Char says not cancel culture, but council culture.
3: Lazy culture, because if they had to go get encyclopedias (laughs) In the dictionary like we did back in the seventies and carry all them books, you know, for the black household, you didn't get the whole set at one time. You get them in increments, and then your mama ran out of money, so you couldn't get the last. (laughs) (laughs) Ran out of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, plus Google lies. Google said I'm worth seven hundred thousand
0: dollars. I'm six hundred and ninety-five thousand short. Somebody oh, owe me some money. Somebody uh. need to run you, somebody <laughs> need to run those coins. Somebody need to run
2: those coins. Well, I do want to tell our listeners if you if you haven't checked out our podcast, check it out. Get I listened it. to the Tiffany Haddish episode. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Your guys' energy between the two of you was just magical. I know that your oh, yes, your friendship too. goes way, way back. Mm-hmm. I know you've had comment on. Mm-hmm. It is a phenomenal podcast, a laugh and laugh. Learn with Flay Monroe and uh and, if- and
3: follow me on Instagram at Monroe Flame, YouTube at Flame Monroe. Don't follow my Twitter. Good God, it's all porn. Follow me on Facebook, Marcus <laughs> Flame Monroe Parker. And I do, a, um, I do a show called Laugh and Learn on Instagram, usually in the evenings at 630 Pacific Standard Time, where it's a love guru. Because I call myself he, she, we, because I've been the husband and the wife at the same time. So I'm great at giving love advice. Now, I'm horrible at relationships on my own because I don't I don't want to be in love. Okay. But I am great at giving love advice.
2: But we will I'm going to get up, on because I need all the advice yeah. I can get, <laughs> so I'll be
0: there. I we'll, will be there. We
2: will put up a link directly to her podcast. Yes. You can head on over to PodSauce.com. There will be a link there direct you straight over to all of her social media and her podcast. Flame,
0: thank you so much, Mama, for coming thank on today. You guys, and, thank you, guys,
2: Thank you,
0: Dax.
3: Thank you. I like that Z- 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 D- ah, D-
2: thanks. Z-
0: <laughs> making all the racks. <laughs> 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 I like I, that. I'll you Don't go anywhere, guys. This is Sauce. <laughs>